And welcome back to another episode of Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Today we are looking at the Sweet 16 for the best iconic U.S. food bracket. And to start us off, who else but the master himself, Chris Liguori. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? Uh, Jeff, I think I'm doing a little bit better than you, my friend. I know you're a little under the weather tonight. We appreciate you being a a, a real champion out there and just fighting through. Um, this first bottle, the bottle I got for this recording, is in honor of my friend Jeremy. Jeremy, what do you do? You, I know you're a teacher, but like, what do you do on as your side job? So I own my own small business and have a travel YouTube channel with my wife. And what's that small business? What do you do? So I do all kinds of baked goods, all all the cakes and treats and anything you would like. Jeremy, in honor of you, my friend, I went ahead and grabbed myself a bottle of Baker's bourbon. Yes. <laughs> all right. I love it. Um, nice. Jim Beam Distillery. This is a 107 proof. It's one of the higher proofs they offer from like a a regular bourbon kind of category. I was a fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. Bottle ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure it's worth the $65 I paid for it. Not bad at all. I poured myself a, a little bit too much there, so this is going to be fun. Enjoy. I have some interesting opinions from Chris today. Uh, <laughs> hopefully also giving us some interesting opinions. We're going to go up to Huntsville-ish, Alabama. Ish. Nikki. Owens Crossroads. Owens Crossroads, Alabama. Yeah. Which sounds like a place where uh, (laughs) some blues musician might sell his soul to the devil. Nikki, do you still have a soul? And how uh, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I. I'm drinking red wine, and I'm terrible. I don't even know what I poured. I mean, it was just one of the open. <laughs> it was just one of the open bottles we had. The cheap one from. Co- I mean, I'm sure it's something cheap. It's probably like two buck chuck. I don't know. I think it's a red wine blend. <laughs> Super fancy and classy. Very American. Hey, you put right. it in a glass. That counts. It is. It is actually. It is it's, in my. It's in my fainting goat glass too. See, then it doesn't it's matter what's inside. It's painting. You put forth the effort. It's not in a solo cup or it's, you know, it's not in a, in a plastic tumbler. You, you, you pulled out the stops. Good for you. There is something about just holding. I would like, like to show glass. off my plastic tumbler hey, tonight. All right. Classy. There's something, there's something fun about holding a, a glass of wine. But yes, it's a red wine blend-ish, I think, from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Nikki is drinking something. And so we're going to head over to Land Lakes, Florida for the baker himself, Jeremy. How you doing? What you drinking? Hello, hello. Uh, doing good. Weathered the storm pretty well. Um, had today off because I'm a teacher and they closed school. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing, I'm actually drinking this time. So um, I'm not just drinking Coke Zero. I have Cigar City Frostproof. Uh, yeah. So it's actually kind of a funny story about that. I'll just, I'll kind of tell it really quickly. Um, so I was going to go, my father-in-law had plays poker with some buddies, um, every month and he invited me out last month. And so I was going to the place where they were meeting up to play. And on the way I was like, let me just stop and get some beer. I was running late. So, you know, I just went into one of those little hole in the wall gas stations and they had one of those beer caves. So I walked in, I'm like, okay, what's the least objectable thing in, in this, in this fridge. And so I saw this, it was just kind of over in the corner by itself. Said it was like 12 bucks for a six pack or 14 bucks, something like that. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll get one. So I go out to the register and I scan it 
And then first of all, it comes up as Orange Crush. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go with that. Um, it was like $3. And I'm like, that's awesome. So then the guy came over, whatever, whatever. So he rescanned it and it came up $2 and change, but it was actually what it was. It's, you know, it said frost proof cigar city. And I said, well, well, what, 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 the, what the hell? Why not? I'll, uh, I'll go get the rest of them. So I went and bought the other case too. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, I don't even know if I like it. I'd never had it, but I'm like, you know what? Best four bucks I ever spent. Let's do it. And I love yeah. it. It's great. Cool. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have? That was a lot. That red solo cup. Well, uh, as uh, as you uh, alluded to, Chris, I am uh, I've brought back from a business trip to Orlando a wonderful case of COVID. Thank you, Florida. Uh, so I am, uh, you know, the smart people take Paxlovid, the crazy people take ivermectin. I am doing it a eighteen ninety style, popping some nice medicinal whiskey. <laughs> This is the uh, the Mother Earth single malt out of Kinston, North Carolina. Uh, Mother Earth is a great brewery. It's uh, recently gotten into distilling. They have a nice gin that I like. I haven't tried their whiskey yet, so we'll see how this is. Not bad. Not bad. Not, uh, not <laughs> He's cured. The best, but hopefully it'll kill some uh, kill some viruses on its way down. So uh, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, I guess we can move on to the bracket itself. Uh, our first Sweet 16 matchup is our one seed in the breakfast region, biscuits and gravy, taking on the five seed bagels. Chris, get us started. I'm going to be abundantly clear here. For all of my panelists, if cornbread doesn't make it out of the first round of this bracket, there is not a chance in hell I'm voting for bagels. I'm not. Biscuits and gravy. Listen, I'm from New England. I love some biscuits and gravy. Really good biscuits, sausage gravy, poured over the top. Oh my gosh. If you get to, if you get if you're smart, you get some scrambled eggs in there too. Whew. Biscuits and gravy is my go-to favorite breakfast food. That's not gonna change here. Biscuits and gravy all the way. Today I learned that New England has biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Oh no, I learned we that. Now go to... <laughs> we now go to Nikki. How do you well, feel? I mean, don't I mean I gay cornbread didn't make it through, but cornbread is not a meal. It really isn't. It's a side, it's a little piece of bread. A bagel actually is a like a meal. I mean, you can have like a bagel with all the stuff on it, and like you can make a bagel sandwich. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with a bagel. Like, don't shade the bagel. Um, a good bagel and schmear is delicious, but I mean, I, I biscuits and gravy. I grew up. I didn't. My mom never made it too much because my grandmother made it so well that my mom was always scared. Like she's a southerner who doesn't know how to make biscuits. And I try as I might, I have never been able to make a great biscuit either. It's I'm gonna get kicked out of the south pretty soon. Um, <laughs> but I have had some really good biscuits and gravy here. I'm not gonna lie, it's delicious. So I think it's overall the better breakfast and it's more americana to me biscuits and gravy but i do like me a good bagel well bagels have tried everything they are locked out of the elite eight we want to hear from jeremy though how do you feel this is no contest to me i honestly i don't even remember the stance i took last time i'm sitting here thinking i think i probably went biscuits and gravy um i specifically remember chris saying 
even on a bad day or even with the worst version of biscuits and gravy, it's going to win every time. And I, I definitely stand by that. Um, if you're ever in the Tampa area off Hillsborough, Chris, I don't know if you've ever been there. Nikki's omelet off Hillsborough. No, but I'm going to bro go, go yesterday. Um, little like tiny place. It's obviously been there a really long time. Um, you know, older, older waitresses, old decor inside. It's nothing fancy, but man, biscuits and gravy. I, th- I don't know if it's called a garbage plate or something, but it, it's like a whole thing with eggs and peppers and onions. It's delightful. So My biscuits garbage and gravy. plates were like Rochester stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Well, biscuits and gravy has smeared bagels. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> He's loving the puns today. And so much for all the bagel puns because it's not moving on. So uh, Jeff has his taste on, in whiskey still. His taste in, uh, in jokes and puns, kind of gone by now. <laughs> COVID giveth and COVID taketh co- away. <laughs> I would say COVID took my taste in jokes, but let's be honest. It never was never there in the first place. <laughs> we start this next matchup with Nikki. You must choose between the six seed pancakes and the second seeded breakfast burrito. I mean, this is tougher because this is also kind of like a personal taste thing. Like, I'm just not a very big egg person. So, I don't know, like... <sighs> The breakfast burritos usually have a lot of like eggs and things. Like, you, if I'm gonna have a burrito, I want like a carne asada burrito. <laughs> um, but I have, I mean, like having the good potatoes in the breakfast burrito is all about the potatoes in it to me. It has to have good crispy potatoes. Mm. But pancakes, that's just something I crave. I don't ever get pancakes unless it's like we go out somewhere for breakfast. I don't usually make pancakes, so I don't know. I think. If I'm going to have a special treat, I want pancakes. Uh, that, to me, is the superior breakfast food. So I'm going with pancakes. Pancakes picks up its first vote. Jeremy? Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with Nikki where she says, like, I, I don't really make pancakes at home either. Like, it's just too much effort. I mean, the box stuff is fine, but it's just not the same. So, like, putting forth the effort of actually, like, I, for me specifically, like, if I'm going to make them, I'm going to actually make them like for real from scratch and really like nobody has time for that, especially like on the weekends. I don't want to do that, but I'll go somewhere and I will order, I will order pancakes any day. Um, I got to go pancakes for sure. Well, that's a wrap for breakfast burrito as pancakes (laughs) moves on. Chris, is it a sweet? God, no. (laughs) Listen, I've had good pancakes. I've had bad pancakes. You know what they all end up feeling? They end up feeling like a freaking iron pellet in the bottom of my stomach because they don't digest breakfast burritos are amazing guys i'm sorry but they are i'll have a breakfast burrito over any other type of burrito that includes the 3 a.m bean burrito at taco bell when you've been drinking all night i love breakfast burritos this again i mentioned this last time daydreamers cafe right here in safety harbor makes a phenomenal breakfast burrito when i take my when i take my daughter out for breakfast when my wife is working on saturdays for the SAT, we go there. I get a breakfast burrito. She gets whatever she usually gets. It's not pancakes. And then she ends up eating half of my burrito. This is what we do. Breakfast burrito gets my vote, and I'm really disappointed in our panelists. Well, Chris chooses correctly, but it's not enough as pancakes moves on. A Cinderella story from the sixth seed there, even though the only good pancake is an apple cinnamon walnut pancake, and mm. this is not specified here. 
Ooh, that sounds good, though. It does sound good. It's one of my specialties. We move on to lunch. <laughs> uh, the one-seed hot dog will take on the five-seed grilled cheese. I believe Chris. No, wait. Jeremy. No, Jeremy. Jeremy, you were going to start us off with this one. I was ahead of myself. Totally. All right. um, yeah, man. Okay, so grilled cheese or a hot dog. I mean, I like, you know, I, I like a good hot dog. I'm, I'm really particular about, like, when and where I'll get them, and it's typically at a baseball game. It's one of the only places. Um, that's just me. Um, but, man, I, God damn it if I don't love cheese, man. I think I said this last time. Um, I love all kinds of cheese, and I think there's so many awesome things you can do with grilled cheese. That's not just the classic, even though the classic is also great. Um, so I'm going to go grilled cheese all the way. The crispy, chewy goodness of grilled cheese gets its first vote over the mystery meat stick on a bun. Chris, what's your opinion? I grew up going to baseball games, y'all. Uh, I love baseball games, and one of the best things to do at a baseball game, honestly, is to grab yourself a hot dog, sit down, eat that hot dog, then get up and go get yourself another hot dog because they're usually very small. Unless you get the foot long. If you get the foot long, you're in good shape. Oh, Lord. Um, my issue is that I've never seen a hot dog done up. Like, you know, hot dogs are cheap food. You could really dress up a grilled cheese. Uh, there's a, a restaurant up the road here. We used to host trivia called Antelope Brew that does a brisket grilled cheese sandwich, and it's to die for. Like you can do, you can do a, a fifteen twenty dollar grilled cheese sandwich. I don't think you can really do a fifteen or twenty dollar hot dog unless it's like an Angus beef hot dog. Or God, tell me they don't make a Wagyu beef hot dog. That's I was just going to say, Chris, they make a Wagyu beef hot dog. So yes, you can. <laughs> Yes, you can. You know, there's a whole there was a whole thing back in like the like the 2008, 9, 10, 12 area um, where they were doing hot dogs, like H A U T E cuisine. Like that was a big thing, like hot cuisine, and they were doing hot dogs where they were like bougie with caviar and all the other crap, unnecessary. But yes, you can get an A five Wagyu beef hot dog. Oh my god! I Except don't at the point you make a hot dog good, it becomes a bratwurst. It's not right. right. It's not, yeah. <laughs> You're, I think I said this last time, too. I think the, the bastardization of these things is just not necessary. You say that, Keep but, it like, what it is. but with a grilled cheese sandwich, you can make a grilled cheese sandwich with Wonder Bread and Kraft Singles. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but but bougifying, but bougifying a grilled cheese only makes it better. I don't think bougifying a hot dog makes it any better than what it is. I know. And I, I, I think that's actually the point I'm getting to is like, I guess even if you made a hot dog, a, a, like a bougie item, like a twenty or thirty dollar hot dog, it's still a hot dog. Yeah. Um, the grilled yeah. cheese sandwich, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm sitting here drooling thinking about that brisket sandwich at a uh, at Antelope Brew. Like it's the the brisket, it's the sourdough bread, it's wonderful. I gotta go grilled cheese here. I, I do think I will say I do think grilled cheese is easier to mess up. You can make a bad grilled cheese, and but like hot dogs, the only way you can really make a bad hot dog is if you're eyeing one of those in the rolling rack at 7-Eleven that's been there for like 13 or 14 days. Probably the only bad choice of the hot dog you can make, but I'm going grilled cheese here. The highs are much higher. All right, our panelists choose correctly, and while I frantically search to see if Anclote Brew delivers DoorDash to North Carolina, <laughs> Nikki, you get to determine if it's a sweet. 
Well, it's funny, too, because I was thinking, because, you know, Bagels was in the last round. What is that place in Safety Harbor that does the hot dogs? It's like that swanky place. Oh, it's um, gone. It's gone? The, the um, oh, what was it? Over it had, you remember like, the one? movie theater. And, oh, like, Giggle Water. Oh, Giggle Water. Stuff? Giggle Waters, Giggle Waters. Oh no, Giggle Waters is still there. No, there was a. I thought oh. you were talking about the place that used to be over by. No, Southern no, but Paris. they they do hot dogs and they did an everything bagel hot dog and it was actually delicious. It had like the the cream cheese and it was like wrapped in like a bagel bun and it had everything. It was really good. So I kind of felt bad for like the bagel and then the hot dog because that was probably my favorite hot dog was the everything bagel hot dog at Giggle Waters. So shout out. Um, <sighs> But I'm in agreement of this. I mean, I think hot dog probably is a little bit more classic American. You think, oh, America, hot dog. But overall, the grilled cheese is superior, I think. Um, so I would have gone grilled cheese. But yes, shout out to the everything bagel hot dog at Giggle Waters. It's really good. An everything bagel hot dog. It sounds one weird, of my favorite but it's things good. Doing battle with one of my least favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> and grilled cheese gets the sweep our next matchup we are going to start this one off with chris you are going to uh choose between the number three seed peanut butter and jelly which i literally just finished eating 20 minutes ago or the two seed the pride of omaha reuben you know i was actually a really big fan of reuben um i thought he was much better than clay aiken was i, I really do I know it's a controversial <laughs> opinion, but Sorry, Mike's not here. I've got to make a Mike joke. When Mike's not here, one has to happen per cast. Um, I'll be honest with you. I actually had a, a modified Reuben last night. It's called the uh, the sandwich that ate Brooklyn mm. uh, from Lucky Dill here in Lucky uh, Dill. Mm-hmm. And that thing, I it's that thing is so tall. It like it's got to be eighteen inches tall. That sandwich, one side of it's eighteen inches. It's not just Reuben, it's it's corned beef, it's pastrami, but it's kind of the same thing. Um, uh, you, you really are kind of scratching both ends of the sandwich spectrum here because, again, the peanut butter and jelly, you could do the really cheap route, and it's perfectly fine. Or you could do, like, the really nice stuff, and you could kind of toast it on the end and make it really nice, and it's really freaking good. Uh, we just had a deep-fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich at Halloween Horror Nights this year. Um that being said, they deep fried and uncrustable, but it was still really good. I'm talking because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to vote for. Um, truth be told, I've had in the last 24 hours, I've had one of each. I've had a, a modified room and I had the sandwich today, Brooklyn. And then for lunch today, I had one of my daughter's uncrustables that was in the fridge because I didn't have any other food. Um, I, I enjoy them both. And I think in this matter, I'm going to have to just kind of lean back and pull a Nikki and say, I do think the peanut butter and jelly is much more iconic when it comes to American cuisine. And I don't care. I'm 40 years old. I still like my peanut butter and jellies. I think they're delicious. So I'm going PB and J. Peanut butter jelly time takes its first vote. Nikki, uh, <laughs> what's your choice? Oh, this is actually hard. Like, I mean, you wouldn't think of me. I mean, Rubens are so good. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you get a Ruben. My husband gets a Ruben everywhere. I don't think we go to a restaurant. If there's a Ruben on the menu, he's getting it. Um, I've never made a Ruben, though. I've never. That's not something I do at home. Um, I'm sure I could. I just haven't. But uh, PB&J is really, really good. It's just like a classic comfort food. Like, I grew up 
probably I, I think probably my entire like third fourth grade year that's all I ate I don't think I had anything else I think I just had peanut butter and jelly because that's the only sandwich I would request um but I still think I'm going to go with Reuben on this one. I just think overall it is better. Um, I mean, they're both, I mean, PB&J, yeah, it has a classic American to it, but Reuben also does too, I think. So it's just kind of a, in a different way. I'm going to go Reuben. I think it's the better sandwich, but I do love PB&J. I don't like the Uncrustables though. I don't, I don't like those. I will I agree that Uncrustables are generally unacceptable if you are over eight years old. Uh <laughs> And we are split at one and one uh, in a battle between two iconic sandwiches from the early 20th century. Jeremy, you are a deciding vote. Which way is it going to go? I don't like this one. I've changed my, honestly, throughout this whole thing, I've changed my mind in listening to Chris and Nikki like three times, maybe four. I don't know. I've got, I've waffled. Um, waffles aren't on the list. It's fine. Um, the Belgian. Now, PB&J on a waffle, any day. Uh, right? That sounds good, right? Um, okay, but again, I digress. It's not on the list. So I, I remember when I fought for Ruben last time, I believe. And I wanted Ruben because I think about the Ruben from Caddies on the Beach and Treasure Island, and it is unreal. I love it. It's great. They house smoke their own corned beef. You think about all the different iterations of Rubens. Like the one that Chris was talking about at Lucky Dill. They do the traditional New York deli, like mile high, real thick stuff. I mean, they're all great. If we're talking about the bracket, American best iconic U.S. food. Um, I got to go PB&J. My heart wants me to go Reuben, but I think I got to go PB&J. It's, it's iconic. It's childhood. It's, they're still good when you're 8 or 80. So PB&J. Well, it is in fact peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly. And did that that's what Mike and I were for Halloween actually, were peanut butter and jelly. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I'm really just trying to get that song stuck in your head as payback for choosing poorly. But peanut butter and jelly moves on. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, now it's gonna be in my head. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only one who chose correctly now is uh, was punished by that. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, we're uh, we we're gonna move on though to uh, to our next matchup that Nikki will be the uh, first vote on uh, on the dinner side of things. Uh, two wonderful dishes involving cheese: the cheeseburger, the one seed, and the five seed macaroni and cheese. Nikki. Start us off. Uh, <laughs> this one was tough, too, because, like, last week we had buffalo wings and mac and cheese, and now it's cheeseburger mac and cheese. It's just, like, man, mac and cheese just can't have an easy run, can it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're both so good and in very different ways. Um, mac and cheese, like, so we talked about last time, you can do a lot with mac and cheese now, I think, too. You can make it more of a entree than just a side dish but even just like the classic you know um mac and cheese is good i mean i make the box stuff for my kids sometimes and it's actually still pretty good um but a burger i don't know i feel like if i'm on death row and i have one meal like it just might be a cheeseburger it's just so good (sighs) 
I think I got to go cheeseburger, but I'm very sad. <laughs> like Nikki, my childhood, I might... never tasted the. <laughs> having clearly never tasted the macaroni au gratin from Pool's Diner right here in Raleigh, uh, which uh, will be your death row food if you ever have it. Cheeseburger gets its first vote. Jeremy, how are we doing? <sighs> Conflicted again. I don't like this one either. Um, I'm in the same camp as Nikki. It's a hard choice. I mean, like I like I said before, I love me some cheese. I love cheese. I do cheese any day of the week on anything. But there's also cheese involved with both of these things. So I can't really complain about that. Um, at the end of the day, if I have to pick one or the other on a menu, I'm not going to. I'm going to get a burger, a cheeseburger with mac and cheese as a side. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm going to probably do. Uh, like, I'm sorry. That's just what's going to happen. That's the way it is. However, I have to choose between these two. I think because I could also get mac and cheese as a side, I'm going to go cheeseburger because a really good burger is hard to beat. Cheeseburger gets its second vote. Chris, is it a sweep? I'm genuinely mad right now. <laughs> as am I, Chris, as am I. But you, can have your, you could have your buffalo wings on mac and cheese from the <laughs> last bracket. I don't know how mac and cheese beat buffalo wings. What the hell is wrong with you people? Oh, let it die in vain. Sorry. I mean, I could put my buffalo wings. This dinner side of the bracket is brutal. Let's be honest. (laughs) It was a tough. I mean, these were tough calls. Would you rather have buffalo wings? I'm going to relitigate this for a second. (laughs) You tell me, would you rather have Kraft mac and cheese and say buffalo wings from Pizza Hut? You're kidding yourself. No. Kraft mac and cheese over buffalo wings from Tyson that you got out of the fridge? You're kidding yourself. No. Buffalo wings should be here. Shame on both of you for letting that dream die. Burgers <laughs> and wings end, together are actually, like, delicious. Uh, yeah. And I think, my, and wings. I think my argument was that a buffalo wing mac and cheese is amazing. It's not the same, but buffalo wing mac and cheese is awesome. At the end of the day, for me, I, I was thinking about this. I'm trying to think, you know, what? How do I get to my answer here? And honestly, uh, the Christian television show Veggie Tales got me there fast. <laughs> You're his cheese or his yummy cheese or He'll wait for you. Who he will wait for you. Who yes, cheeseburger gets my vote. Oh, Chris, who apparently likes to talk to tomatoes, <laughs> has given cheeseburger a sweep. Yeah, but don't put tomatoes <laughs> on my on. cheeseburger. Don't keep that away. No, <laughs> do not. No, no way. Yikes. <laughs> oh, I like a good tomato on my cheeseburger. That's a good mm. tomato. We move on. Uh, Jeremy, you are the uh, the first person here to make this oh. fun little decision. Barbecue won an absolute epic matchup against pizza in the first round. Doesn't get any easier as it has to fight off fried chicken. Jeremy. You are our first panelist. This is going to be a contentious argument, and I'm not looking forward to it. But what I can tell you I'm pleased about is that I don't have to go last this time. So I get to set whatever precedent we're headed towards. Okay. So, God, barbecue or fried chicken. So I've had phenomenal versions of both, and I've had shitty versions of both. I think everybody probably has. My mind goes to Savannah, Georgia, Mrs. Wilkes fried chicken. 
as as the best for me. And I've had really good barbecue because you I feel like you can get good barbecue at a lot of a lot of places kind of all over. Right? Like sometimes it's dotted in little areas, but fried good, good, good fried chicken is is kind of hard to find, in my opinion. Um I, it, I don't wanna. Um I it's not fair. I don't, I, can I dissent? <laughs> can You're not I, wearing the right collar to dissent. You cannot punch quite that thoroughly. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So I, I think even on its worst day, shitty barbecue can still be good. It's still, it's still good. Where, where shitty fried chicken, not so much. Um, so I'm going to go barbecue. Don't come for me. I'm going to go barbecue. There was a, lady here in Raleigh, North Carolina recently who actually called the cops on Clyde Cooper's barbecue downtown because she was surprised to find pink meat in her smoked chopped pork. I hope she got punched in the face. <laughs> the cops were every bit as confused yeah. as you are, dear listener, right now. Mm. <laughs> That's Chris, you're... <laughs> You're getting the second uh, vote here. Uh, just figured I'd tell a little story to break things up. Uh, no, barbecue I barbecue fried chicken. I enjoyed the story. Uh, I think I mentioned last time. Like, th- there are very few. There, there are when fried chicken is done right. Fried chicken is amazing. Uh, Southern Fresh here in Safety Harbor. I mentioned earlier some of the best fried chicken you're going to get. They actually cook to order. It takes like 45 minutes for you to get your meal. Um, they give you the warning when you sit down. If you order it, they'll tell you. By the way. This takes 45 minutes to get ready to get made. Do you actually want that? Do you want to wait that long? And the answer is yes. Uh, there's a, a guy on Instagram that I follow. His name is OMG. It's Wix. And this guy is basically he's a he's a guy out there and he's representing the state of Florida. And so he's always eating either a pub sub or Publix fried chicken as he looks at all the crazy stuff Florida man does and enters his, and gives his own commentary. He's freaking hilarious. And that's about the nicest things I can say about fried chicken. I'm not a huge fried chicken guy. I think I go back to the the scene from Friends where Joey's eating a bucket of fried chicken and he goes, um, I'm just eating the skin, so the chicken's up for grabs. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fried chicken guy. Barbecue, though. Oh, my Lord, y'all. I had barbecue. Oh, I had barbecue at a wedding over the weekend in Texas. Oh, Lord, I'm not a huge fan of some of the stuff in Texas, but that barbecue is amazing brisket they actually did they were smart this place did its separate burnt ends for briskets you can either get brisket sliced or you can get the burnt ends you always get the burnt ends barbecue all the way this isn't close for me burnt end sandwich is very delicious texas barbecue i'll give it some credit even as a north carolinian gotta gotta give a shout out to that smoked brisket uh nikki uh is it a sweep for barbecue no it's not i I no, I like. I mean, I kind of just disagree a little bit, and like, I, I feel like if it's not good barbecue, it's just really not good. Like, I don't know. Like, if you've had just like kind of like, it's there's like a a few kind of fast foody barbecue places that I just don't think are very good. But like, I still think KFC is actually okay. I mean, if I'm gonna have it, I'll have some KFC once in a while. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like just fried chicken. There's an art to it. You can make really good fried chicken. You can make really good barbecue too, but I think fried chicken is just my personal preference. So, fried chicken. It's finger looking. Fried chicken picks up a vote. 
but it isn't quite enough as Barbecue rides on into the, the Elite Eight. We move to the dessert round. Uh, Jeremy, I believe. No, wait. You started that one. Chris, you are going to decide between the one-seed apple pie and the five-seed cobbler. I think I mentioned this last time, but I think the only time a cobbler I've had has been peach cobbler, and it's amazing. Um, I imagine there's a lot of good cobblers out there. Uh, I could use a new pair of shoes. That would be helpful. Again, Mike jokes. I'm here all night. Uh this is a tough one, though, because uh, I've had really bad apple pie, and it's inedible. I don't think I've ever had bad cobbler, but I don't go out of my way to search out cobbler all that often. Um, so I guess I have to go by the highs. At the best case scenario, is apple pie the is it better than cobbler? Oh my God, this is how I'm going to get to the answer here. I, I have a little bit of OCD, and the fact that cobbler is kind of all mixed together bothers me. <laughs> uh, apple pie is very clearly layered. And if also, if you add apple pie with a little bit of vanilla ice cream and it's hot apple pie, oh, hell yes. Apple pie gets my vote. Nothing quite as American as that right now. And Detective Monk gives his first vote to Apple Pie as we move on to Nikki. Yeah, this is a, it's an interesting matchup because in some ways there's some similarities to like a cobbler and an apple pie. I mean, they're they're different. Um, like a cobbler, the it, the breading's just a little bit. It's not really breading. It's almost like a doughier kind of like biscuit type of topping, and then apple pie is the crust. But I mean, for me the best part of a pie and the best part of the cobbler is like the crust. Like I just, I, that's my favorite part of either. Now a cobbler, you can put a lot of different fr fruits in. Obviously you can make an apple cobbler, but really like it's peach or a blackberry cobbler. Um, whereas like you can do fruit pies too, but I feel like apple pie is usually the fruit pie that you have. Like you can have strawberry pie or blackberry pie, but it's not as popular. But I just think in the context of this bracket, this is the American food bracket. I don't know. It's just, it's apple pie. American is apple pie. So I, I have to go apple pie um, for this one, but they are both really good desserts. I think peach cob. well, I changed my mind. Blackberry cobbler is my favorite cobbler. It's my wow. blackberry. Is yes. Blackberry is my favorite cobbler. That's yes. not blackberry cobbler. Yeah, I make I I make a good blackberry cobbler. Don't knock it till you try it. Apple, right. I, I, you know, so I will make you guys a blackberry cobbler. So apple pie wins, but blackberry cobbler is very good. Apple pie does indeed win. A shout out to the many, many wonderful varieties of cobbler. Jeremy, how do you feel? <sighs> you know, I I think a lot of you know, a lot of what I feel has already been has already been said. Um, I think, you know, so uh, yeah, obviously you can have apple pie and you can have apple cobbler. Um, the variety of fruits for both is, you know, relatively endless in different combinations. I think for me, apple pie is going to take the sweet for sure because and only because I feel like a good crust is better than a good cobbler topping any day. A well-made pie crust is hard to beat. So apple pie. Apple pie takes the sweep. 
we head to our final matchup, which will feature... Remind me who we're starting with again. Nikki, I think. Yeah. It's me. Yeah, Nikki. All right, Nikki, you're going to start this one between the ancient favorite cheesecake and the early 20th century favorite chocolate chip cookie. Mm. It's hard again. I love both of these. And we were talking about cheesecake, like in the context of Cheesecake Factory last time. I'm pretty sure there's got to be like a chocolate chip cookie cheesecake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure cookie there has to cheesecake. be. Cookie dough cheesecake. I'm sure. Yeah. I think correct. <laughs> there's got to be a cookie dough chocolate chip cheesecake. Um... You know, you know, and me, I'm kind of a cheesecake purist, though. Like, I like the the Cheesecake Factory okay, but I'm fine with just, like, a classic New York cheesecake with, like, the graham crust with maybe a little strawberry topping. That, to me, is a good cheesecake. Um, chocolate chip cookies, though, I just love a chocolate chip cookie. The smell of chocolate chip cookie just makes me so happy. Um, and you can... You can do a lot of things with chocolate chip cookies, you know. Are I'm actually pro like walnuts in my chocolate chip cookie. I like I like a, a chocolate chip cookie with some kind of nuts in them. Uh yeah, I gotta go chocolate chip cookie. All right, Nikki voices her love for her nuts <laughs> and moves us on. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. Wow. Oh Jeff. <laughs> oh no. Jeremy, <laughs> chocolate chip cookie or cheesecake? Uh, I dislike this too. I think I'm with Nikki in the purest sense of the cheesecake. I do like a, just a good classic. Um, you know, I've had good cheesecake. I've had mediocre. I've had crappy. Really on both sides, cookies and cheesecake. Um, I think some of the some of the best stuff I ever had was probably Junior's from New York in New York City in Times Square when we were there a couple years ago. Um, just simple with fruit, um, even without it's great. Uh, I think there are too many iterations of a chocolate chip cookie. There are too many different things people do to them. I, I think, I don't know. I think I'm just talking to talk. I don't want to rip the bayonet off, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say cheesecake. Well, it's one to one. Chris is our deciding vote between the clearly inferior cheesecake and the clearly superior comfort food that everyone's mom makes them when they're sick. The chocolate chip cookie. It just makes you feel warm and happy inside. Chris, your decision. You know, Jeff, I think you're onto something there because when I think of warm and cuddly inside, I remember myself opening up a bag of Chips Ahoy because that was never the sound, that, the crinkling of that bag was never a sound of regret or desperation. That was always a sound of a good decision being made. Um, I will say I did try to go to Junior's. Uh, we tried to go to Junior's in New York, the big one. We we came out of seeing a show. I think we did come out of seeing Finding Neverland on Broadway. And we walked over to Junior's, and it was going to be like a 45 or an hour-long wait. And this is not peak season. This is off-season in New York. And we said, screw that. We walked over to Hell's Kitchen and had some, just some cheap food. Should have just waited for juniors. The food in Hell's Kitchen wasn't all that great. Um, also, I survived going to Hell's Kitchen, guys. Woohoo! Uh, Lordy, this is not easy because... Oh, wait, yes, it's a freaking chocolate chip cookie versus an amazing cheesecake? Hell no. Give me the cheesecake every night. 
<sighs> Poor Santa this year. He's like, no, no chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, you're going to have these like, those tiny now cheesecakes Now, now parents are going to have to make cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh, gosh. I can't make a cheesecake. I'm, gonna have I'm to not going to try to make a cheesecake for, for Santa. Santa. <laughs> Only about too long, though. Food safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget the whole Santa thing. I'm not even he's doing not gonna, it this year. He's not going to make it, it to many. He can't have cookies. Many. He can't have shit. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, a Chips Ahoy, though, does not count as a chocolate chip cookie. No. Come on. <laughs> it has a chip in the name. Sorry. I put my foot down on that one, too. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> There were those chewy chips, Ahoy! That the I chew, think the, somehow the soft ones are better. No, they yeah, I was like, like they they were somehow like both worse and better. I feel <laughs> like they tasted the like way more chemically though. Like this, they're, they're softer, good. but they tasted <laughs> like chemicals. I think they're both but both of them. Like, both of them are better chocolate chip cookies through chemistry, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not suitable for human consumption. But honestly, the little ones, though, like the famous Amos ones, those oh, are actually those are pretty good. good. Those are, those are tasty, good. The, yeah. the Chips Ahoy, not good, but the little famous Amos, like little cookies. Agreed and all these, makes a, all these makes an off brand, and they're just as good. I put them in the kids' lunch boxes, and I kept, happened to steal a couple here and there. <laughs> Well, my memories of making chocolate chip cookies with Dorothy mean nothing. <laughs> As cheesecake moves on. Heavy sigh. Child, childhood memories are just broken. We're done with this episode of Boozy Bracketology. To recap, our breakfast Elite Eight will feature biscuits and gravy versus pancakes. On the lunch side of things, y'all have to choose between grilled cheese and PB&J. For dinner, it's either a cheeseburger or some barbecue. And for dessert, you'll get either an apple pie or a cheesecake. Sounds like a really That's, delicious prefix meal. Where, where do I sign up for right? this? It's amazing. <laughs> That's a total package. Wrap it up. I'm really happy you didn't offer me a chocolate chip cookie. All those other everything else are great. Well, Chris, do you want to uh, take us through our socials and plug the what needs to be plugged here? Yeah. So uh, if you want to give money directly to me, you can do that. I'll give you my Venmo here in just a second. Uh, but in all seriousness, y'all, if you are enjoying what we do here at the Boozy Bracketology podcast, a couple things you can do. Uh, Patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That's your exclusive home for all of our bonus content. We have stuff dropping throughout the month, usually about once a week, if not more often. Uh, you can be like our friend Jeremy here who supports us through Patreon. Uh, that money goes right back into the show. It's gotten, as you can tell, Jeff, a new microphone. Uh, the microphone stand, Jeff, I'm assuming, is in the other room as you're quarantined for COVID. Is that right? Nope, right here. Oh, that's the microphone. Okay, so you're pulling like a Freddie Mercury then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, yeah, like a half mic. giving me a nice grip here. <laughs> it's a pretty microphone. It, it is. It is. Um, if you can't afford to help us right now, listen, we, we've we legitimately all been there. Times get tough for a lot of people. Uh, five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be amazing of you. Um, come and join us out on Discord. You can find us at ptebb.com slash Discord. Uh, jump on the Discord server. Uh, honestly, uh, as I've been sitting here having this conversation with these fine folks, I have gotten, no oh God, I don't want to admit this, but close to 50 notifications just from our server alone. <laughs> Jeff, we're missing a lot on there, man. Uh, oh my but we ha- we genuinely have a good time it's not just us it's a lot of our listeners people you've seen on the show people like carmela smith asha yusuf uh jeff myself 
Oh, Lord. Uh, a lot of folks from, from over at the uh, World Trivia Federation as well. So you can come on there, have a good time with us. Uh, you've heard enough from me. Passing it back to Jeff. If you want to know more about us, show notes, best place to look. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode of Boozy Bracketology. Uh, until next time, I have been Jeff. I've been Chris. Nikki. Hasta luego, y'all. Bye. Live long and prosper.